0: Good morning, church. Um, just wanted to welcome you to our first online service. I can tell you that it is certainly uh, strange to, uh, uh, to speak to an empty audience, but I know you are there. And the church is not the building, the church is the people, and we are uh, speaking to the people of God this morning, so we're glad you're here with us. I hope that you have uh, had a, a good week. I know it's been a stressful week, but uh, we're going to talk about that in God's Word today. Uh, we're going to sing some songs together as a church, and we're going to pray as a church, and we're going to uh, preach to the church. So I hope that you will stay with us as we go through our time today. Uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning and uh, lift our voice before Him together. Father, we thank You that You are God. And because you are God, you are holy, holy, holy. You are set apart like none other. And Lord, in the midst of all that's going on in this world, Lord, we're thankful, Father, that we have someone that we can turn to, someone that we can trust, and someone who will be there for us. Lord, we're thankful, Father, today, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So, Father, I pray that you would help your church, Father, to rejoice and be glad in the day that you have made. Lord, across our country, many churches are looking for an alternative way to continue to spread the gospel. And, Lord, we pray that, Father, as many churches have gone to online services Lord, I pray that, Father, that you would take this and you would uh, just spread the gospel across our land and around the world. And, Lord God, we pray that souls would be saved and lives would be changed and that, Father, your people would be encouraged during this very difficult time. So, Lord, we're thankful, Father, for uh, just the fact that we can come and proclaim the Word of God, sing songs together, rejoice and be glad in the Lord. And so, Father, here we are today. Your people crying out to You, O Lord, hear us, O Lord. Cause us to repent of our sin, cause us to fall on our face before You, and cause us to call out to You that God will be glorified. And when God is glorified, He will draw all men unto Himself. So, Lord, here we are today, Father, asking once again, God, be merciful, be gracious, and help us, O Lord, as we walk through this time Lord, may you cause the the leaders to uh, know what to do, may you uh, cause the doctors to know how to treat the folks, and may you protect them in doing so. And then, oh God, we pray that, Father, that this would be um, uh, short-lived, but yet long enough for us to draw near to you in such a powerful and special way. Lord, bless our service today, we pray, and in Jesus' name, amen. Ron's going to come and lead us in a song, so if you would, uh, just get ready to sing along with us as we sing together, A Mighty Fortress is Our God.
1: A Mighty Fortress Fortress trust is our God, humble word never fails. See? God's people said, amen. All
0: right, next we're going to ask Josh to come and share a few announcements with us so that we will uh, know what uh, uh, to expect as the week progresses.
2: Good morning, church. In the uh, spectrum of the interwebs, um, just so- wanted to a few announcements to you and just remind you that hopefully you're joining us online you can always go to our facebook page for the live feed you can also go to our website at midwaybaptistnc.org and we'll always have that current most current video there at the bottom and there's always a uh, a separate page on our website under videos for any uh, archive videos or previous videos you didn't get a chance to watch also i don't know if we've mentioned it yet you probably got a phone tree don't forget under steve's video there on our homepage, you can get his outline so that you can print it off and follow along at home and we did put the answer sheet there as well but don't cheat wait till you're done all right last thing i want to remind you of is that our giving strategy if you haven't done so already you can go online to our website and you can set up an account to give online which is the most secured way Um, You can also do a direct deposit. You could just reach out to Erica uh, for the uh, bank number, routing number, and you can talk to your bank so that they can set up direct deposit from your account to to the church account there. You can also always contribute by writing a check. You can mail that in. Um, You can always do that as well. And if you need any information or more information on that, just give us a call in the office here. And oh, continue to be on the lookout for phone tree announcements, as well as update videos. We'll continue to post those throughout the week. Um, So be on the lookout for that. All right, I think that's good. Ron,
0: I hope that you will uh, uh, pay attention and sing along with us there at home.
1: there We're going to sing it a cappella. We are standing on holy ground. And I know that there are angels all around. Let us pray. now we are standing in his presence on holy ground. Once more, we are standing on holy ground and there are angels all around, let us praise Jesus now, we are standing in his presence on hold. Amen.
0: Church, we know that uh, um, we're not sure as to what and how long this is going to take. So we want to begin our preparation towards the Easter season with you. And uh, I have a video that I want to share with you um, that kind of goes along with our message today. But yet it gives us a starting point to look forward to that glorious time of year called Easter. time when we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has done for us on Calvary's cross. Now as we're going to walk through the next several weeks with some uh, different characters from Jesus' day, as they look at how they dealt with Jesus' message and how they dealt with His death, and how they looked forward to his resurrection. Now listen up and watch the video if you would as we uh, take a look at Judas and what he was thinking as he dealt with the Lord.
3: I thought he was the one. We all thought he was the one. Everyone did. There was a party. And we were all, we were all there. and and some woman comes in and she has a bottle of perfume, expensive perfume, and she just pours it all over him. She did that because she thought he was the one. What a waste. We could have sold that perfume and used the money for a greater purpose. I tried to tell him as much. He came back at me, insinuating that he was the purpose. Even so, I believed he was the one. I believed that he was going to turn everything upside down. I, I, I just, I just knew it. I mean, people would have followed him anywhere. All he had to do was just say the word, but he wouldn't say the word. Instead, he. My time has not yet come. That's what he would say over and over to me. My time has not yet come. Are you kidding me? He was raising people from the dead for crying out loud. He was healing the blind, producing food out of thin air. My time has not yet come. So I forced his hand. I made his time come. Things needed to push, and I was the only one that had the courage to do it. We were all up there eating. We were all up there. He looks across the table to me, and he says, get on with it. How how did he know what I was going to do? wasn't about the money, it was not about the money. It's just when you have that kind of power that he has, why wouldn't you leverage it to forward, to forward the agenda? People listen to him. You know the sound a wave makes after it hits the shore? and how quiet it gets after a few seconds when it stops. That was Jesus. When he spoke, it was like a, a rolling wave. And the crowd's listening They were the hush at the end of the wave. Because when he spoke, and you were there in his presence, there was no doubt in anyone's mind, he was the one. done? If you have
0: your Bibles with you at home, which I hope you do, I want you to turn to Psalm 62. Psalm 62 is a Psalm of David. And uh, we're going to talk about how to handle hard times it's no secret that uh, the world America families are going through hard times and i want to just talk to you about what God's word has to say to us today about how that you and i can handle the hard times in which we find ourselves in you know normally i ask you to stand as we read the in honor of the word reading of the word of the lord but I'm just going to ask you to honor God today. And if you don't have your Bibles open there with you, if you'll just pay attention to the reading of His Word today. It says in Psalm 62, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall be and a tottering fence. The only consult to cast him down from the excellency, they delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul waiteth, thou only upon the God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my salvation. And my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for you. Surely men of low degree are vanity and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice. Have I heard this, that the power belongeth unto God? I also thou unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou rendereth to every man according to his work. Let's pray together. Father, we ask your blessing upon the reading of the word. We pray that, Father, just the reading of the word would speak into the hearts and lives of people encouragement and strength. But now, Lord, I pray that you would just move me out of the way and hide me behind the cross as I attempt to preach the message how to handle the hard times in which we're facing in these days. So, Father, would you speak to your children as they are listening? Would you speak to your servant as I'm speaking? I pray that, Father, that you would bring encouragement and strength and, and, Lord, that we would know that we have a refuge in you and that, Lord, when we need a place to hide out and when we need a place to, to find strength, we turn not to the things of the world, but, Father, to you and to you alone. Now, Father, hear us as we cry. Speak to us as we listen. And then, Father, move us as we are laid out before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I've got to begin with uh, just an apology, and that apology is for the story I'm going to tell you next. It's uh, one of those that you're going to say, really? But listen to it anyways. I read about a man who was sitting at home one evening when the doorbell rang. When he answered the door, a six-foot-tall cockroach was standing there. The cockroach immediately punched him between the eyes and, 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 and scampered off. The next evening, the man was sitting at home, and once again, the doorbell rang. When he answered the door, there was a six-foot cockroach standing there again. This time, he punched him and kicked him and karate-chopped him just before running away. The third evening, the man was sitting at home. Once again, the doorbell rang. He opened the door, and once again, there was that same six-foot cockroach. This time, he leapt on him and he stabbed him several times. Gravely injured, the man uh, managed to crawl to the telephone and called 911. An ambulance arrived and rushed him to the hospital. As he was being treated at the hospital, the doctor asked, What happened to you? And he simply said, uh, There was this six-foot cockroach that rang my doorbell. And he jumped out at me. And he did all this to me. And the doctor simply looked at him and said, I heard there's a nasty bug out there. All right, I know, it's not that funny. But think about it. There's a nasty bug out there that we're all facing. We're all experiencing the reality of it. We know all too well that this nasty bug has been causing us problems across America. And it has caused anxiety and struggle within our hearts. So I'm here to tell you what God has to say. Now, let's go back to the text for a minute. In Psalm 62, David is writing this song during a hard time in his life. It was a time during great anguish for him, the time when Absalom was rebelling against him. Absalom had been attempting to take the throne away from David and a conspiracy was growing stronger and stronger day by day. And David was certainly concerned and disturbed and distressed. It reminds me of what we're going through even today in our country. Right now as we face the very reality that things are changing daily and there, there seems to be things happening even hourly that change and causes great concern and distress. We have this pandemic that has come to our shores called the coronavirus. In Psalm 62... David tells us what he did during this hard time in his life. And as we read Psalms 62, it's like David is giving us instructions for today on what uh, uh, we can do as we face hard times. So let's look at what David shares with us and consider three things that David instructs all of us to do as we're facing hard times in life. First of all, we see that how uh, we should turn to the Lord. My friends, David recognized the fact that when he was going through the most difficult times in his life, he turned to the Lord. David begins the psalm by saying, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. It is in hard times of life that David turned to the Lord and waited for God to reveal himself as the God that he knew that he was. My friends, it's during the hard times of our lives that we are called upon in our own lives to wait upon the Lord. And so that He can show that He is the God in which we knew that He is. During the hard times, we should turn to the Lord. Or to put it another way, take our problems to the Lord. Why did David turn to the Lord? David gives us a few reasons here in the Psalms why he turned to the Lord when he did. First of all, we, we see that, that he found salvation in the Lord. My friends... Uh, I know that the, the doctors and all of the medical field and all of the scientists are working for an answer to our problems, but can I tell you that the world does not have the answer to our problems, God does. Only God has the answer to our problem. David says in, in first one, "'From him cometh my salvation.'" In verse 2, He simply reminds us, He only is my rock and my salvation. My friends, there is no other rock strong enough for us to stand upon in which we find salvation in. The word salvation speaks of those which have been saved or delivered. When David spoke of the Lord as being His salvation, he's declaring that God was His deliverer. He knew that it was in the hard times that the Lord could deliver him. When David spoke of the Lord as being a deliverer, he gives an interesting description of how God delivers. As you look at the psalm, you see that David says certain things about God in verse 1 and then in verse 5. Practically repeating itself itself. The difference is that he uses the word salvation in verse 1 and the word expectations in verse 5. The word expectation is an interesting word for it's used to describe how God delivers us. The word literally describes a cord or a line. In the Word of God, we find that this word is used in Joshua 2.18. Do you remember the story of Joshua when when Rahab lowered the men down the the side of the the wall with a rope? That's the same idea, the same word that's used here. Uh, But instead of it being let down, but in David's case you might say that God was using this same rope to pull him up or out of his trouble. It's almost like David is saying, when you find, we find ourselves in difficult situations, God lets down a lifeline and lifts us up or delivers us out of our problems. The truth is, we all go through hard times. But we need to understand that God and God alone is our salvation. He can and will deliver us and bring us out of all of our troubles. Secondly, David found security in the Lord. Security in the Lord. David says in verses 2 and 6, He is my defense. The word defense speaks of a cliff, a, a, a lawfully place, an inaccessible place. In hard times, David found that not only did he, uh, the Lord lift him out of his trouble, but he also lifted him up to a place of security. He found the Lord to be his protection. That's what David meant when he described the Lord in verse 7 as being His refuge, a place of security, a place of safety, a place away from all the troubles of life, a place where we can find hope and comfort and love in the arms of Jesus. As we go through these hard times in which we are facing today, the Lord, He is our security. We find in Him a hiding place A refuge in which we can turn. Thirdly, David found strength in the Lord. David says in verses 2 and 6, I shall not be greatly moved. In other words, David is saying there's nothing the world can do to move me when I am secure in the hands of the Lord. David found in the Lord the strength he needed to face whatever he was facing and whatever he would face down the road. The Lord was his strength, and in him, David, he found strength. Do you need strength to go through what you're going through today? Do you need strength to face what you're facing? Like David, we can find strength in the Lord. In hard times of life, whatever it is you're going through, whatever struggle of life it is, now it may not be the the virus, it may be other things in your life, but my friends, salvation cometh from the Lord. Security is in the Lord. Strength comes from His hands. Let me give you a little story. I heard a story about a young lady Who was going to the mission field many, many years ago? Just before she boarded the ship that would carry her off to the foreign land, someone walked up to her and handed her a sealed envelope and said, If you ever get to a place you have nowhere else to go, open this envelope. She spent the next 30 years on the mission field serving the Lord. When she got back to the States and began to do a tour of sharing her testimony, she held up that envelope and and that had been given to her 30 years before. And this is what she said. I received this envelope 30 years ago as I was about to embark. Someone handed me the envelope and said, if you are ever at a place where you don't have no place to turn, open this envelope. He lifted up that envelope sealed to that day and said, I have never been a place where I did feel that I had no place to turn. We have a place to go when hard time's come. We can turn to the Lord and find Him to be our salvation, our security, and our strength. But not only do we, uh, should we turn to the Lord But we should also trust in the Lord. Again, going back to our text in verse 8, David says, Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Now listen, I know that it's easy to trust in the Lord when everything's going well. Money's coming in. Things are well. Health is good. But what about when all of that falls away? What about when all of that is gone? Can we trust the Lord? My friends, I tell you as David says, trust ye the Lord all the time, ye people." David not only instructs us to turn to the Lord in hard times, but also to trust in the Lord in our hard times. Oftentimes we find instruction to trust in the Lord. We read in Psalms four and chapter four, verse five, Offer the sacrifice of the righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord." Proverbs chapter three and verse five we read. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. We again look at Psalm 62. We see not only that we are to trust in the Lord, but isn't it great that David gives us some specific instructions here on how you and I should trust the Lord? We should trust the Lord continually. David tells us that that trusting in the Lord is not something that we do when when, when it's easy. Trusting in the Lord is something that we're to do continuously. Notice carefully in verse 8, we are told to trust in the Lord at all times. You might want to underline that word, all, in your Bible, just so that you know that it's not just when things are going good, but all times when we are to trust the Lord. We're to trust Him at all times. We're to trust Him in the bad times as well as the good. An unknown author had given us these words, Trust Him when dark doubts assail thee. Trust Him when thy strength is small. Trust Him when to trust Him simply seems the hardest thing of all. Your life right now may be difficult. It may even be stressful. It may, you may be even de-stressing about things. You may be going through a hard time, but you can and should trust the Lord in this present time. There is to be a continual trust in the Lord. We can always trust Him. Someone as well said, there may be times when we cannot trace Him, but there is never ever a moment in which we cannot trust Him. No matter how big or bad the bug is, or what you're going through in life, No matter how bad your troubles seem to be today, my friend, I tell you that you can trust in the Lord. He will not let you down. But David not only told us to trust in the Lord continually, but he also told us to trust in the Lord correctly. Now what did he mean by that? What do I mean by that? Here's what David says. David not only tells us to trust the Lord at all times, but he also gives us instructions about trusting correctly. Again, look at verse 10. Trust not in oppressions. Now, he tells us not to trust in that which cannot help us. The word oppression speaks of that which has been gained unjustly. In this case, David is thinking about material things. And by the way, let me just take a minute to say that I know that in these times that material things are going to become a major perspective on our life. Because some of us may have to miss work, some of us may have to miss a paycheck, and some of us may be wondering how the economy is going to survive. But here's how we have to trust in the Lord correctly. My friends, we cannot worry about the things of this world, but we must worry about the things of God. We must take to heart that God is in control. Now, he says in verse 10, If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. David is telling us not to trust in the material things of life, because they come and they go. We are not to trust in our possessions, our bank accounts, or anything else that would have to offer. Instead, we are to trust in the Lord. He tells us in verse 11, God has spoken once, twice, Have I heard this? The power belongeth unto God. you hear what David is saying? The Lord has spoken not just once, but when God speaks twice, He wants to get our attention. He's telling us, pay attention. This is something that's going to be foundational for you. The word power speaks of strength and security. The Lord is our strength. He is our security, not our money, nor our wealth. The psalmist says in Psalms 20, verse 7, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. What should we do when hard times come? We should turn to the Lord, and we should trust in the Lord. Now let's look at the final word of instruction that David gives us from Psalm 62. During hard times of life, we should talk to the Lord. Well, I'm glad the Lord is is here, and I'm glad He's listening. I'm glad that He's given us the the, the ability to pray, that God hears us when we cry out to Him. Let's go back to our text again. Look at verse 8. Notice once again, verse 8 says, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. David is telling us uh, uh, when hard times come, We ought to talk to the Lord. And He tells us how we're to talk to the Lord. How should we talk to the Lord? We're to pour our hearts out to Him. Now what does that mean? We're to pour our hearts out to the Lord. We can do so, first of all, freely. Freely pour out your heart. The word pour out literally means to spill forth. It describes something gushing out or gushing forth. The idea is if someone talking to another, as they, as they do, they open up their hearts and freely pour out their hearts and soul before another. There have been many times when people have come to me in my office and other places and said, Pastor, can I talk to you? And I said, surely, let's sit down and we begin to talk. And as soon as they begin to open their mouth, they broke down and they poured out their heart to me. That's what David is talking about. I wonder today, have you poured out your heart before the Lord? Have you just went to God and just poured it all out? Tell Him about all your frustration. Tell Him about all your fears. Tell Him about all your troubles. Tell Him about all your needs. Tell Him about everything that's going on in your heart. Pour out your heart to God because God wants to hear you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to know what is coming forth. That's what David is talking about. You and I have the privilege of sitting down with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and pouring out our heart to Him. If you're going through hard times, sit down. Tell the Lord all about it. Yes, He already knows, but He wants to hear it from your perspective. He wants you to know that He understands your perspective. But secondly, not only tells us to pour out our heart freely, But He tells us to pour out our heart fully before the Lord. Fully pour out your heart. We're not only to pour out our hearts freely, but but fully, completely. By that I mean we can tell Him everything. My friends, there's nothing that you are, are going through that you cannot tell God about. There's nothing that you're struggling with that you cannot tell God about. There's nothing that that is plaguing you or hurting you or, 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 or bothering you that you can't tell God about. My friends, God wants us to pour out our hearts freely because He loves us. But He wants to pour out our hearts fully because He wants to deal with us. He wants to do something about our problems. Tell the Lord about it. Do you feel that you have gone about as far as you can go? Now listen, I understand that we're only one week into this, uh, um, you know, social distancing and and staying home a little bit more. And and listen, by next week, you might be uh, pulling your hair out. You might even start looking like me. But listen, today I'm telling you, pour out your heart fully before the Lord and say, God, if you don't do something with these people, it's okay. Be honest before the Lord. Pour out your heart freely and fully before the Lord. Tell the Lord about it. Let Him know. Let me give you another story. There was a lady in in a church that seemed to have troubles and trials all the time. The pastor went by to see her uh, one day uh, to have prayer with her, and he found that she had a new calamity. A new calamity had befallen her. A new burden had come upon her life. As she unburdened her heart to the pastor, she poured out her heart before him, telling him what had happened, she would uh, wring her hands and say, Oh, pastor, what shall I do? What shall I do? The pastor, of course, opened the Bible and began to to speak the Word of God to her. Begin to tell her promises of Scripture. Begin to share with her uh, words of hope and, and words of encouragement. After reading scripture to her, he said, "You see, my dear, God wants you to bear wants to bear all your sorrows, whether great or small. The best thing that we can do is to take them to Jesus. We must tell Jesus." For a moment there was silence, and then uh, there was a face, a, a, a glow. She exclaimed, "Yes, pastor, you are right. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus." For the rest of the day, those words kept burning in her heart. And Elisha Huffman, that pastor, went back to his study and he began to pen this song, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus. He went back to his study and wrote that wonderful song, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distrust, He kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for His own. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. My friends, I'm thankful that God is a God who hears and answers our prayers. And I know, let me close by sharing just a a call to a commitment. I know that the coronavirus is all over the news today. And many, many of you perhaps are anxious and many of you are distressed. However, I know that for many of you, the least of your problems is this coronavirus. You're going through other things that have nothing to do. You don't even, you're, the, the virus isn't even registering on your radar. The troubles in which you're facing are marital, financial, physical, emotional, social, whatever they are. Maybe the, the, the troubles that you're facing is your own sin. I want you to know that Jesus understands. Whatever you're struggling with, I want you to know, you don't have to go through it alone. Jesus is just a prayer away. When we're going through the hard times, we can pour out our life and our heart to the Lord. My friends, Jesus is our salvation, so I ask that if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, would you consider today... Pouring your heart out before the Lord and saying, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that Jesus died on the cross for me and I know that His blood and His blood alone can cover my sins. He can take away my sin. And would you just pray and ask God to forgive you of your sins, to ask God to say, Lord, would you forgive all of my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you be my Lord and Savior? And God, I will commit my life to service to you, and I will walk with you day by day. If you do that, I promise you, Life isn't always going to be easy, but I promise you, God will walk through life with you. There will be no hard time that you will go through that God is not right there with you. Maybe you're a believer today, and yet you're still struggling. You're still wringing your hands. Would you just remember that wonderful song, I must tell Jesus all of my trials? I cannot bear my burden alone. I I need Him. I cannot do it alone, but Jesus can do it with me. Remember, Jesus is just a prayer way. Pour your heart out to Him. When you're going through the hard times, pour out your heart to the Lord. Turn to Him, for He has salvation for you and strength and security. Trust in Him all the time and always. David's instructions are simply, come to God and pray. He will turn His attention to you. Now, if you have made a decision, any decision this week, if God has spoken to your heart and and you're seeking to know more about what it means to be a follower of Christ, if maybe you have made a commitment or maybe there's a great answer to prayer or a great prayer need that you have, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Two things. One, Give our office a call, uh, the church office at 336-246-2012. Or listen, you can email me and I promise I'll respond to you. My email address is steve at midwaybaptistnc.org. And I promise if you tell me what's going on, I will pray with you and I'll respond to you just as God promises to. Listen, we want to know if God is speaking to your heart out there. Usually I have them line up at the altar and and, and know who God is speaking to so I can follow up. But because I can't tell, I need you to tell me. Is God speaking to your heart? Is there a question that you have? Is there a concern you want us to pray for? Pastor Josh and I would be glad to do that. So therefore, we just ask that you would just let us know what we can do. Now, I think before we have our benediction, Brother Ron's got another song he wants to to sing with us. So, again, if you are still following along, let's sing together. And uh, here comes Brother Ron to tell us what that song is.
1: The name of the song is Jesus, Lover of My Soul. God laid this on my heart while you were preaching, brother. And it goes like this. Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly while the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high. Hide me, O my Savior, hide Till the storm of life is past Safe into the haven guide Oh, receive my soul at last. Other refuge have I none. Hangs my helpless soul on thee. Leave, oh leave me not alone. Still support and comfort me. All my trust on thee is stayed. All my help from thee defenseless head with the shadow of thy wing. Thou, O Christ, art all I want more than all in thee I find. Hurray! the fallen, cheer the faint, heal the sick, and lead the blind. Just and holy is thy name, I am all unrighteousness. full of sin I am. Thou art full of truth and grace. Plentious grace with thee is found. Grace to pardon all my sins healing streams abound make and keep me pure within thou of life the fountain art free Take of thee, spring thou up within my heart, rise to all eternity. Amen. Amen.
2: All right, church, as we get ready to end our service this morning, we want to thank you for being with us. We want to thank you for um, singing and worshiping with us, praising the Lord with us, and praying for us and for each other. And with that, let's go ahead and end in a word of prayer. Lord, Lord, thank you for a powerful message this morning. Thank you for powerful music. Thank you, God, that even though we are full of unrighteousness and sin, there is grace that abounds, Lord, that forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness in the blood of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, so that we could be forgiven. God, thank you so much for what you do for us each and every day. We know there's crazy times going on right now, Lord, and we know there's a lot of panic and fear and anxiety, and Lord, we got families and jobs and all these things, God. But Lord, just as Pastor Steve reminded us through the words of David, Oh, let us focus and cry out to the Lord and turn to Him, talk to Him, share with Him, and seek Him. Oh, God. Lord, we know that you tell us that all things you work together for good for those who are called according to your purpose and love you. And Lord, we know that even this, in the face of this pandemic, that you work all things to your good, for those who love you and for your glory so god we just ask now that those that are at home watching our church body our extended church body friends and family those that are affected by the virus those that are not affected those that are having hard times and struggles god we just ask right now that you would just manifest your presence to them lord speak to them give them grace and mercy lord and pour your peace out amongst them and into them lord We know that this world cannot give us the peace we need, that only Jesus Christ can give us the peace we need. It's an everlasting peace, a peace beyond all comprehension. And so, Lord, we pray collectively that your peace, God Almighty, would be the peace that we seek by turning to you and trusting you and seeking you, no matter the good times or the bad times, Lord, knowing that you work together all things for good. Father, thank you again for giving us the ability to be here and to, to put this out to the world lord i just ask that you continue to put your favor upon us according to your will that we would continue to seek your face that we would continue to seek the path of righteousness and lord that we would continue to share the gospel proclaim it to the nations in the world because jesus made a promise that this gospel will go out to all nations as a testimony and then the end will come lord i just ask that you continue to be with us lord And give us mercy, give us wisdom and clarity of mind as we go forth, seeking to do your will and not our own. Thank you again for all that you do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Till next time, church. Thank you again, and we'll see you. God bless you and God keep you.